I want to spend the next 15 minutes to speak briefly on the message, the victory of our praise. And I'll rush through it. One of our scriptures, our main scripture will come from Psalm 30. I want to read verses 1 to 4 and then verses 11 to 12. And then the rest will come from Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. That's where I'll spend most of the time on. And Psalm chapter 30, verses 1 to 4. The Bible says, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul from the what? Grave. O Lord, you brought my soul from what? The grave. Uh -huh. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the what? Pit. Verse 4. Say praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his what? Holy name. I repeat. Sing praise to the Lord you saints of his and give praise, give thanks to at the remembrance of his holy name. Verses 11. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with what? Gladness. To the end that my glory may what? Sing. Ah, I wish I had a church here. Ah. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you. To the end. Not just in the middle of the road. But to the end. My glory may sing praise to you. And not be silent. Oh Lord my God. I will give thanks to you, what? Forever. Say amen. amen. The victory of our praise. One of the things that is true in the life that we live in is that there are ups and downs. Hmm? Am I saying something here? When we speak of the ups, we are speaking of the seasons where everything is going as you wishes. As you what? Wish. I don't know if God understands the mythology that we use, our ups and downs. And when we speak about downs, we are then looking at the place where we are experiencing afflictions, pain, shame, challenges, all that you can make mention of. Ups and what? Downs. But I'm speaking about the praise of our worship. Now in this very scripture that we read, the service was really bringing our attention to something that was very unique. He started off and said, I will exalt you, O oh my Lord, for you have lifted me up. You have what? Lifted me what? Up. 
I will exalt you, my Lord. For you have what? Lifted me what? Up. And when he continues, he says, and have not let my foes rejoice over me. That may be somebody's down here. And my Lord, my God, I cried to you. And you what? Healed me. So somewhere, somehow, in the midst of all the downs of your life, the psalmist knew that there is a God that is able to lift up. He was exalting God, knowing that he is the God that lifts everything up. The reason why you have become accustomed to that condition, whereby your praise is only dependent on when you come out of something, is simply because you have not experienced that he is the lifter up. But if you know that he is the God that lifts up, and if he is the God that lifts up, then I don't care what you call my down. I know that in my season of my down, he has still what? Lifted me up. What do you think that somebody is laughing at you about? I came to announce to you, he has lifted you above all. We are not serving a God that tries to figure out your magnitude, your ability, and say, can I lift him up? He is the God that lifts up. So in verses 4, the psalmist says, Say praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the what? Remembrance of what? His name. The NIV says, sing the praises of the Lord. You his faithful people. Praise his what? Holy name. I repeat, sing praise to the Lord. You his what? People. You his faithful what? People. Hallelujah. Praise his what? Holy what? Name. Meaning that the psalmist understood the reason why I can exalt this God that lifts up in the midst of my sickness, in the midst of my cry, in the midst of my challenges is because as I praise him, I shall praise him. I shall praise him. I wish I had a church here. As I praise him. As I praise him. As I praise him. I'm not just praising anything. But I'm praising his name. Oh my God. Do, 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 do. You didn't get me here. You see, when you praise him as Jehovah. My banner. That when you are in the storm, he, he shows himself to you as the banner. If you can't seem to praise him in the midst of it, then you are saying that he cannot show up. But the reason why he is the lifter is because he shows up. Because I believe he's the God that shows up and lifts up. And when he shows up, 
He lifts up. So I can praise him. I say I can praise him. I can praise his name. Because I know that the name of the Lord is the reflection of who he is. You see, oh Jesus, help us. I wrote some things here. You see, God help us. When the psalmist says that to sing to the Lord, you his faithful ones, it is not about the attributes of the vocals of your voices. He said, sing to the Lord, you his faithful ones. Mean that it is not about the perfection of the vocal voice. But it's about those who know that he is the lifter. Let me continue. You see, what I want to speak here, and the next two things that I want to just make mention here before I go into depth of what I want to speak here, is about two things. The praise that this summit is speaking of is a praise that has to be birthed out or come out or be generated out of two very key conditions. One, recognizing his being. Did you get it? For those writing notes, for those who are not writing notes, may mercy and grace be upon your life. Two things, recognizing his being. And secondly, what you have found or discovered of him becomes your praise of him. Your ability of singing praise in the midst of all things to him. Why? It's because you recognize his very being. Who he says he is. And you come to discover too, you come to discover who he truly is. That you start to praise him in that very measure. Hallelujah. Go to Joshua chapter, chapter, chapter 5. And just stay there for a little bit for me. And I'll read chapter 1. I'll read chapter 1 verses 9. In this very particular passage, I want to show you something here. By God's grace. Joshua, Moses is gone. And now Joshua has been appointed as the leader. Say appointed. appointed. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, people will be appointed. Amen. May the mercy and the grace of God help us. And the Lord told Joshua this. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good word, courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever, oh, I wish I had a church, wherever, wherever. The Lord began this statement saying, have I not commanded you? And what is the command? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or be afraid. Do not become intimidated. Or discourage. For the Lord your God. Number four. For the Lord your God 
is with who? You. Wherever you want. Wherever you want. Wherever you want. Okay? Now let's go to Joshua chapter 5 where I want to speak of. Joshua 5. And I want us to really focus mainly on verses 13 to 14. And 15, sorry. And I read. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho and he had, he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. His sword drawn where? In his hand. Mm -hmm. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us? Or for our adversaries. And the Bible says in verse 14. The man said. Neither. He replied. I have not come. I have now come. As a commander of the Lord's army. Then Joshua bowed his face. To the ground. In homage. And asked him. What does my Lord. What to say to his servants? The commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is what? Holy. And Joshua did that. The Bible says the man had drawn a sword in his what? Hand. Joshua experienced God's power and miracles by crossing the Jordan. Now, if you know history or biblical history, we know that Joshua was, the, was an army man. He was military base. So now he knew that there was another quest before them, which was what? Jericho. And I believe very much that in that very time period, whereby they were waiting to figure out how to invade Jericho, Joshua in his mind was trying to calculate how they are going to defeat the people of Jericho. But in the, in the, in the time of where he was trying to calculate, the Bible says he lifted up his head and he saw a man with his sword drawn up. I came to announce to you. Many commentaries say that this is the reflection of Jesus Christ. Some say this is an angel. But mostly, irrespective of the, what, what it is, what we know that this is a person that God has brought into being. He had his sword in his hand. Meaning that this man came ready for battle. I came to announce to somebody here today that God is always ever ready to come to your defense. He's always ever ready. He's always standing in God for your defense. And we continue. The Bible says that Joshua what approach him and asked. He what? He approached him. You see, Joshua was all caught up 
with his military style of things. He was caught up with the things that he's used to. Some of us, the problem why we cannot see the power or the victory in our praise is because we are all caught up with the same things, the same way, the same how. You get me here? We have put God in one particular way. God always speaks to me like this. So God cannot speak to me any other way except this. So even when you are going through the problems, you can't seem to praise God because you are not accustomed to how he can still show himself to you in the midst of the issues. Oh my God, am I teaching the church here? God has the ability to show himself to mankind any way and anyhow he chooses. But because Joshua was used to the military style and saw the man carrying a sword, he approached him thinking that he was going to be his co-equal of fight. You get me here. I came to remind you briefly here that Joshua, I want, as we study this very carefully, you realize this. Joshua approached this man until something happened that he recognized that his approach had to change. You see, just because you have become accustomed to be a child of God and come to church always, does not mean you can neglect what he does. It means that we got to always pray for God's revelation. We have to always desire for the Lord to show himself to us. That little boy, he could be speaking through that little boy to your life. But you could be neglecting it totally. That he can show up. So check this out. So Joshua then asked this man, are you for us or are you for our enemies? Are you for us or are you for what? Our what? Enemies. Mean that he totally did not recognize who this man was. That he was asking him, are you for us? Or are you against us? That is what happens when we neglect our place of praise. Because we use what we are accustomed to. To do everything about God. But Joshua had forgotten. The command of the word of God says that wherever you go. I will be there with you. Can I continue? So, the man said, neither. Neither. Now, this being God could have answered on behalf of Joshua and said, yes, I am here for you. But he said, 
Never. Meaning, I am, you cannot put me in a box of being here for you or being here for the enemies. Can I say something here? You see, God had to demonstrate to Joshua that he is a God that is sovereign. And even the enemies, he ruled over them. My God, I didn't get to church here. The reason why I cannot say I'm here for you or here for the enemies is because I rule over you. And I rule over the enemies. Take your scripture to Exodus chapter 7. I want to show you something briefly. Chapter, chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. I want to read this quickly so we can come to a, almost a conclusion. Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. And the Lord answered Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brother, will be your what? Prophet. Keep going to verse 5. And you must say whatever I command you, the Aaron, and Aaron, that Aaron, your brother, might declare it to, the, to Pharaoh so that he will let the Israelites go from this what? Land. But I will what? Harden Pharaoh's what? Heart and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of what? Egypt. I will what? Harden. Pharaoh will not listen to you. But I will put my hand on what? Egypt. And will bring out the ranks of my people. The other um, 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 translation says, I will bring out the armies of God and my people of Israel out of the land of Egypt by great act of what? Judgment. Verses 5. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the Israelites from among what? Them. Pharaoh's heart was, deep, was, was under the guidance of God. He is Lord over the enemies and Lord over his people. I came to announce to you, when you come to the revelation of knowing that Jesus Christ is a sovereign God, then you will come to really acknowledge how praise can work in the midst of your storms. That is the side that most believers are missing. Why God me? Instead of the question being, God, thank you. You are so mighty. That this storm too, you have already accomplished your work. Instead of asking the man, whose side should I be on? He's asking the man, what side should you be on? The question I have for you is that you should ask yourself, whose side are you on? Are you on God's side? Or are you on the side of his enemies? Sola. Whose side are you on? Because it's not about the side of God. He is sovereign above all. He does not need a side to do what he wants to do. 
He does not need a, 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 back, a backup singers. He does not need supporters. He does not need encouragers. He is God in all. The fullness of his very presence. Isaiah experienced the encounter of that. In the book of Isaiah chapter 6. And when he had a peak, he had been a priest, all right, a prophet, all right. But when he had a peak of the glory of God, he said, woe is me. That is the God that we serve. He is a holy God. And when Joshua came to discover the answer from, this, from, from the Lord, go back to Joshua chapter 5. Verses 14. He says, Neither, he replied, I have now come as commander of the Lord's army. I have come as what? Commander of the Lord's army. It doesn't mean that God just always said became a commander. He said, I have come to reveal to you what you did not know that as much as you thought you were a good, skillful man in the army, I am commander. If we can just depend on him and know that he is. My brothers and my sisters, what you are being called into, it is not about your skills. If it was only about skills, I am the first to be disqualified. Yeah, I'm telling you, the first to be disqualified. If you think that your position in the face of God is because you are so good in certain things, I will be the first to be disqualified. So God had to show himself strong to Joshua that the battle that is ahead of you, I want to show you how the true commander-in-chief, how he operates, that you don't need you know, um, weapons and knives to fight this battle. But this Jericho will be dealt with by my praise. Because when I'm lifted up, everything will come down. And the Bible says, the man of the God of the living said, in Joshua 14, as I keep reading, then Joshua bowed with his face to the ground in worship and asked him, what does my Lord want say to say to his what? Servant. Hi, my God. The man that went showed himself to, the, to him. Showed himself strong to him. Now all of a sudden says, the Bible says he bowed. When he came to discover the revelation of the man that he was, had approached, he had to bow and ask what word. But look at what God said. You are still getting yourself caught up trying to figure everything else out. How I'm going to do this. First of all, I want you to come to the place of total surrendering. And that place of total surrendering is a place of holiness. Holiness. So verse 15 says, The commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Remove your sandals. The sandals that reflect that he is a soldier. Remove that sandals from your feet. For the place where you are standing is holy. His presence is holy. When God told Joshua, everywhere you go, I will be with you. 
He was assuring him that my presence of holiness will go with you. Everywhere you go. And where the holiness of God is, that is why sin cannot stand. That is why pain cannot stand. That is why shame cannot stand. Because the God of holiness, when he comes into your business, he lifts you up beyond what you can even imagine of. I say he told Joshua, where you are standing is holy. There's a lot I wanted to say, but I'm ending here. Please rise on your feet. The Bible says that chapter 6 to verses 1 to 5, God told Joshua, gather the people, the men, the army, and seven priests, and for six days, walk around Jericho. They walked around Jericho every day, once. Imagine us walking around the entire city of Charlottesville. The next day, you come back again. Ha! Huh. The third day, you come back again. When is God going to do this? The fourth day, you come back again. The fifth day, you come back again. The sixth day, you come back again. And the seventh day, the Lord said, at this time around, I want you to circle the walls of Jericho seven times. Let the priest go ahead of you. And let there be a trumpet that will be blown at the seventh time. And at that seventh time, there should be a shout. I said there should be a shout. Your praise got to be a shout of praise. Your victory has to be a victory of shout. When that shout comes from out of your mouth, the walls of Jericho will come down. I don't know what walls of Jericho that are you are fighting with uh, that you think is so impossible. Uh, but there is a shout. I said there is a shout. Lift up your voice of prayer. The Father, Lord, I praise thee, O God, in the name of Jesus. There is a shout. There is a shout. There is a shout. There is a shout. Father, today your church of the shepherd's house. We shout and give you say glory. We say glory. We say glory. We say glory. Maya Come on, let them be lifted up for prayer. Whatever your walls of Jericho's are, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. The walls of Jericho. Let there be the shout of your praise. Let there be a shout of praise. Glory to the Lord who have won the victory for us. The battle is not your battle. The battle is not your battle. My God, your church, we need you. Your church, we need you. Your servant, they need you. Your servant, they need you. You are sovereign. 
You are sovereign. You are sovereign. You are sovereign. You are holy. 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 There is nothing that he cannot do. He is a sovereign God. You are a sovereign God. He is a sovereign God. Oh Jesus, you are holy, Father. You are righteous. The first thing, the victory of our praise. It's first recognizing his very being. That he is spirit. Not limited by anything. His very being is that he is creator. Creator. Meaning that nothing can be created outside of the realm of God. Alabasia. Sir. He is creator. So before that came, he had already created provision to lift you up. Before you step into that calling, he has already made the provision for you. But you are worried about it yourself. Yeah. Stop worrying about that. Yeah. Know that he is creator. creator. And when you come to know his being, you come to discover his might, his will in your praise. If you come to know that he is holy, you can't shy away from praising him as holy, holy, holy. The third point I did not get a chance to you know, talk about. Second Chronicles chapter 20. In the midst of your praise, what is left is to seek him. What am I saying here? You see, you have to know who he is. You got to be willing already to give him his praise. Because the praise has to go ahead. Many of us are trying to seek God by God proving himself to us. <laughs> but you see, if you know how to praise him, then your seeking is not a discovery on your own understanding. But you are seeking him in reverence for who he is. You know what I'm saying, man of God? You are not seeking him as a healer 
for him to tell you that yes, he's a healer. Because when you know who he is and you can praise him as a healer, then when you go before him, you are not going to seek that can he heals. But you are going to seek. He may say, this is the problem. My healer, thank you that you are my provider, that you are my healer, that you are my strength. Let me show you something as I'm ending. The Bible says, when you go home, read it, read it, read it, read it. Say, I will read it. Say, I'll read it. I will read it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' My daughter name. says you read it. Those who will not read it, may the Lord help you. Second Chronicles chapter 20. The Bible says, three nations have gathered to fight against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And verses 3. And Jehovah said, Fear and set himself. He what? Set himself. My God. <laughs> oh, I wish I want to stop. My God. He set himself to seek. He resolved to seek. <laughs> he concluded all he has is to seek. So he proclaimed a fast for all Judea. You have been fasting for 13 days now. Jesus. We have proclaimed a fast. Why? Because we are resolved to seek the Lord. Yes. Your troubles. Yeah, verses 4. So Judah gathered together to ask from the Lord. And all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. I can't read all for the sake of time. But I like a few things. Verses 12. It says, Oh, our God. This is Jehoshaphat speaking. Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude. This is coming. That, that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. We don't know what to do. Hey, I told you that the friend that's qualifier is me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But he said that my, our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you. Huh. Verses 15 going. I'm ending. I'm ending. I know time is fast, friend. But I want to read the middle. He says, But do not be afraid. This is the Lord speaking. The Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came to them. He says, Do not be afraid, nor dismay, for this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but who? God. I wish I had the church here. But who? God. The battle is not yours. Ah, the battle is not yours. Oh, Church, Jesus. the battle is not yours. Jesus. Church, the battle is not yours. Jesus. Man of God, the battle is not yours. The battle is, the battle is not yours. Battle you cannot fight it. 
You cannot fight it. Ah! The battle is not yours. Verse 17 says, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with who? You. Who is with who? Me. Oh, Judah. Oh, Kwame Bwate. Oh, shepherds house. Do not be afraid. Oh, be dismayed. Tomorrow. 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 Go against them. For the Lord is with you. I said tomorrow. Go against them. And the Bible says in verses 22. Now when they came, they began to sing and to praise. Verse 22. When they came, to began to sing and to praise, the Lord set an ambush against the people of Amor, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. The battle is not yours. But you have to still go out. <laughs> the battle is not yours. It doesn't mean you sit. You still have to go out, baby. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's telling you the battle is not yours. It is his. But I still want you to go. But go this time with praise. Do what I've called you to do. Just praise me. And the Bible says an ambush. They ambushed themselves. Their plans went against them. I pray in the name of Jesus. Anything that will come against your ministry. Anything that will come against your family. Anything that will come against the church. May the Lord say an ambush. An ambush. An ambush. In the year 2021. May what the Lord has established in this church. May it stand firm. Amen. May the salvation of the Lord, yes, Lord. be found in this house. In coast to coast, Jesus. the Lord shall run into the house of the Lord. Yes. And they shall be saved. In Jesus name. Every spirit that is pushing people backwards, yes. that they are starting to praise God. I pray in the name of Jesus. May the Lord say, and Father, is it you who have not said it? And is it not you who does it? We thank you for your word that you have brought to us. May your word remind us day after day that the battle of tomorrow is not us, but it is you, the Lord, that will fight our battle for us. May we not forget to give you your praise. Praise upon praise, because you are worthy. The most high, the most sovereign one. In Jesus' name we pray. May the church say amen.
Oh, come on, say amen unto Jesus. Come on, say amen unto Jesus. Come on, say amen unto Jesus. Come on, say glory, glory. Say glory, glory. Say holy, holy. Holy, holy. Holy, holy. Whatever your situations are, I want you to walk around it. Walk around it with praise. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God, that you have won this victory for me. I praise you, God, that you are still on your throne. I praise you, God, that you have made a way where there seemed to be no way. I praise you, God, that you have turned my impossible to be possible. I praise you, God, that you have conquered, you have destroyed my enemies. I praise you, God, that I'm no longer afraid. I am not in dismay. I am not afraid of the terror because you are with me. I praise you. What a mighty God we serve. What 